Welcome to the Great Scott Podcast, where guests share their craziest real estate moments and we explore how to avoid them. So sit back, relax, and get ready for some wild and informative tales that will have you laughing, cringing, and ultimately learning something new. Hello, everybody. Adam Scott here from the Great Scott Podcast. And today on my show, Stephen Lewis from Premier Mortgage is going to be joining me for a quick conversation about our real estate, his real estate wow, and then our hot topic at the end. Stephen, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Adam. Stephen, why don't you tell the people what it is you do? Yeah, so I am a mortgage broker with Premier Mortgage Center. So for those who don't know, mortgage brokers, we deal with multiple lenders. So as opposed to going into your typical bank and dealing with only their products and only their policies, I'm able to access products and policies from many different lenders. Um, I've been doing it for a number of years. I've worked for the banks for a long time. I think the banks are a great spot, mm-hmm. but I think I've got a lot better options. Um, I like the banks too, and yeah. uh, you know I can't pick and choose who my clients are going to work with. But yeah. I actually just say the same things that you just said to me. Is like a, you know mortgage specialists, mortgage brokers, they have the ability to. So you would you go with a financial lender. Uh, or sorry, a financial lender, <laughs> a national lender, uh, they can only work inside one box, whereas you could work within multiple boxes with that, multiple that's right. uh, products. Yeah. And, and I don't think everyone appreciates the fact that I think people think if one lender, say, didn't give you what you were expecting as far as a mortgage or a loan goes, um, that every lender wouldn't be able to do it. The policies are completely different lender to lender, even on when you think about insured deals with CMHC, Sagen, or 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 Canada Guarantee. Um, those insured mortgages, every every lender interprets those policies a little differently. Mm-hmm. So you can absolutely get a different thing. You can get a better product, um, better conditions for yourself. So it, I always, obviously, biasly, but <laughs> I think you should explore your options and know what they are for sure. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And we were just having a quick little chat um, before we get into the real estate wow here. We were having a quick little chat about down payments there and yeah. some of the because uh, I was just having a conversation last night with a couple of clients of mine about down payments and how those worked. And for me, I think a lot of people get uh, confused on the down payment versus the deposit and then how those two things intertwine. But you come across some even more interesting things when it comes to a down payment, like where precisely it's coming from. Yeah. You know what? And I've, I I think the same things seem to happen all the time. I, I find the finance side can be a little, it can be a little dull for some people to hear about sometimes, but the same simple things you could avoid and make your life a lot simpler if you're looking to purchase a home. Yeah. Um, I hear exactly what you're coming about down payment deposit because I even get the questions asked about that. But the bigger thing I find is people moving money around, mm-hmm. which of course move your money where you need it to be. But I've seen cases where money, you know, people help out friends, they help out family, maybe family live overseas. Um, so many times I'll see money transferred where the person applying for the mortgage might move money somewhere in Europe. Maybe that money then gets moved to their account in the States, and then maybe it gets moved back to their account in Canada. Yeah. And then maybe they switch it from their checking account to their savings account. You know, there's some things you can do to make your life a lot simpler. One yeah. of those things is wherever your down payment is, try to keep it in one spot. Yeah. It's going to do you a favor. Uh, lenders do ask questions. They do look for a lot of paperwork. Yeah. It's less paperwork you're going to yeah. need to give, right? It doesn't look sketchy at all when you're moving large sums of money like that across uh, national international lines and yeah <laughs> through multiple bank accounts and, and trust me it makes them ask a lot of questions <laughs> like what is going on here yeah and, and the funny thing is like don't go wrong i know think people can do wrong things and there's fraud out there in general people are doing things 
like really genuinely good from their heart, like people will give money to family and help a family and people will gift you money, but be upfront, honest about it. And for your down payment, if you have the ability to keep that in one spot, Mm -hmm. one account, I know it's not always possible. People have RSPs and TFSAs where you might be holding your money, but the more money you're moving in and out of account, the more confusing it's going to get. Yeah. Yeah. So if somebody's getting ready to buy a house, uh, uh, what would you recommend then? Like how, because all that money's coming from somewhere. Yeah. I mean, does it matter that it's coming from your RSP like, you know, three months yeah. prior to you buy the house or does it only matter if it's or eight, six months or eight months? Is there like a timeline on yeah, that? They, or? They're always looking for a three-month window. Okay. Like, and that much you can guarantee. A lender may ask for more if they have questions and, right. they, and they're in the right to do that. Uh, you sure. think about lenders in, in all cases are are lending you the money based on you being approved. They're not obliged to give you the money. So, right. so you do have to get approved and they might put different conditions and they might have additional questions. My advice is like an example would be you might have, uh, you know, a, a partnership between, between two people who are going to buy a home together. They probably both have RSPs. They probably both have general savings accounts. My advice is instead of trying to move all the money around wherever it is, sit, let, let it sit and stay put. Oh, okay. That's, that's my typical okay. advice is yeah. just leave it there right. um, until we get you approved and all the conditions are met. Oh, okay. okay. Because because otherwise, what we have to start doing, we have to start tracing where money went. Right. Yeah. So okay. so if you're you know if you and your and your spouse decide we're going to move all of our money together into one savings account. Yeah. A month before, a month before the transaction goes and happens, and, and you're getting approved. Yeah. We then have to start following. Okay, so where did the money come from? And then we got to get a three month history from that other account where the money came gotcha. from. Gotcha. So it's typically just easiest and right, okay. save someone a ton of headaches to say wherever you're saving your money. Just keep it safe. Just there. keep it there. Okay. Yeah. And then you'll move it afterwards. Move it after you're gotcha. approved. Okay. Way, way, way easier. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Okay. I figured. Yeah. All right. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it is helpful. And it's funny on your deposit comment you said before, like, I'm sure this is the question you get, but so often I get people asking me, um, so, so that deposit I put, is that part of my down payment or not? Yeah. I get often that they don't know. Yeah. I get that question all the time. Yeah. And, 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 um, uh, sometimes I also, so I, is that part of my down payment or sometimes I can tell when I'm looking at them that, uh, in their head, they're thinking, Oh my God, that's an additional cost on top of everything else I'm spending at closing time. And I, and I'll have, and then I can, and then I say to them, I said, this is not an additional cost. This is not, um, plus your down payment and your, uh, um, your adjustments at the time of closing or anything like that. This is going to go towards, all of that when you close at the yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a very common question, actually. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a lot of money you're spending, too, if you're purchasing a home. Like yeah. It's not cheap to buy a home, and people work really hard to save that money. And, and yeah, it can be scary, all the expenses, when you think about closing and different fees with owning a home. Mm-hmm. And, and I know the way I typically drive that conversation is, like, one of the first questions I ask people typically is, is so, you know, have you thought about a budget how much you'd like to spend monthly yeah. on a home? Because the often question here right away is, how much can you approve me for? That's right. And, and that's a number we're always going to give to people. We're yeah. going to collect the documents, get that number. But the more important question is, how much are you, are you happy spending so you can maintain your lifestyle and be happy in your home? 
Yep, right? true. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm uh, got a whole TED part series on uh, vacation home ownership right now, and one of the things I'm touching on this week in my blog series is, uh, you know, it's great. I think investing in a secondary property, a vacation property, is uh, fantastic if you can do it, um, and uh, it uh, can generate income for you when you're not using it. Um, but there's more to it than just going out and getting a mortgage. You know, you really have to make sure that you're, you know, financially standing, that it's something you can do and afford to do. And you're not just going to go out and buy yeah. a $500,000 vacation home, right? Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it's $300,000 or whatever. Yeah. It's cottage after all. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? I, I'm going to say too, I'm even hesitant at leading with the here's the total amount that you're going to be approved right. for because. Because then someone can get real sticker shock when they hear, at, at times, not, not everyone, but at times people can get some sticker shock when they hear, okay, so here's what that mortgage payment's going to look like for you. Right. Because if it's a lot different than what someone, someone's paying for rent, it can be, you know, it, 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 it might it might feel like you're hitting someone, with, you know, and, and kind of spoiling on their on their yeah. dreams a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of things to take into account when you're purchasing a home. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. It's one of the biggest transactions of anybody's life. So Absolutely, you know. right? Yeah. Yeah. And now it's time for our real estate wow moment. So, um, real estate wow. Yeah. You have a, a funny moment. Uh, exciting moment. <laughs> I do. Tense moment. I, I have such a personal one. Okay, uh, good. Because it's about me. Um, <laughs> and, 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 you know, it's almost embarrassing to, to share, but I've, so my background, I've worked for the banks for about like pr- prior to be joining the broker channel for about 20 years. And this was the third home I was purchasing. I'd moved around the banks and every time I'd move, I'd purchase, I'd purchase a new home. So I'd moved to St. John's, Newfoundland. And, you know, at that point in time, the market was pretty hot. Oil was booming. Um, so we went ahead and found a home I loved, really wanted it, but I was competing with a contractor to buy the home. And the contractors, you know, they're going in, they're going to completely rent all the home, possibly tear it down, build something new. So they're going in with no conditions on the home. We just want to buy it. No inspections required. And my agent shares this with me and, and, and you know, his, his advice. Where this is going. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? He gave the right advice. Same advice you would give is Steve, you, sh- you should really get an inspection on this property if you're going to buy this. And I'm thinking, no, I want the property. And you know what? I work for the bank and I know the financing side inside out. I get this. And I feel like I'm a pretty handy person. You know, like my, my father was a tradesman. I've seen enough homes and enough sites. You know, you think you know things yeah. when you realize you have to speak to an expert to know things. So <laughs> I end up winning the bid on the home. No inspection. And you, I don't know, like, depending on how many of your listeners are aware of what St. John's weather is like. Yeah. So, so, so in the winter, we, you know, it does snow, but we get a lot of ice. Yeah. And then it heats up and the ice melts. Yep. So when I bought the home in December, um, you know, there was a nice sheet of ice right across the, the roof of the home. Yeah. Everything fine. And then at some point, it would have been late January, early February, we, we had like a warm spell and all the ice melted. And I could hear the water coming through the roof of the house like, like you could actually oh, no. hear it pouring through onto the insulation yeah so so instantly it was a cost of about ten thousand dollars to me to get the roof replaced instantly oh, and to get the headers replaced in the house and i'm not even factoring in the fact that i had to get the insulation removed yeah and pay someone to literally cut a hole in the ceiling it's blown in insulation get it all out and then put all new insulation in oh yeah blown insulation well any insulation oh. getting wet is terrible but oh god it, I can't even it was imagine. a mess yeah 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 oh so yeah so 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 anyways as a wow moment i i, I guess the moral of the story is is you know 
trust in your experts. That's so, right. so you know, someone like a real estate agent, there's a lot of value in the advice an agent gives you. Yeah. Same ways I feel there's a lot of value, you know, I can give on the finance side. Yep. Um, but the moral of the story is like, like I, I went in thinking I knew things that yeah. I'm not an expert on. Yeah. And I thought because I've done this before, I know this and I got this. Yeah. Um, and I certainly didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Everybody who's listening, remember to listen to your realtor, listen to the experts when they advise you to do something. I mean, you don't have to listen. You don't have yeah. to take their advice. It is just an advisement, but you should take their advice. I, I think I think that was the exact words my realtor used. You don't have to take my advice, but and I was like, ah, we're going for it anyway. I can't tell you how many times I've used that. Oh. Yeah, I've said that. I've said that many times as well. At the end of the day, all we can do is advise, right? Exactly. And at the end of the day, that we, they, you have to make your own decision. Yep. <laughs> you know, funnily enough, I actually did something like that too. Yep. My uh, <laughs> my broker. Uh, all hail Chris Perkins. He uh, probably would be rolling his eyes if he listened to my podcast and heard this part. But <laughs> we, uh, so we bought our second house last year and um, we loved it. Uh, absolutely loved it. And of course, it was just as the market was like at its peak, right? Um, and um, I was actually going to list it for for the lady and i had walked through it several times uh, needed some renovations but it was a nice it was a very nice house it was a little on the small side um but it needed it needed some work and uh i didn't want to uh compete and i wanted to make it as easy as i possibly could for the seller um so you know i said uh, we're just going to go in unconditionally here with the exception of a financing yeah. review I, I kept the financing and we had to sell our house and I, so i kept those two things in so i guess i wasn't completely uh condition free on on the uh on the on the purchase uh but i did go in without a well and a septic uh no water test no home inspection nothing like that whatsoever so far Knock on wood, we're we're all good and we're very happy. And we did do a major renovation in the house, so I feel like if there was anything that was going to come up, it was going to come up at that particular point in time. We, so, when you start opening things, sometimes yeah. you can be surprised, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah for sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah there was uh, there was some things that we found in the walls there that uh, that that you would have never known even if you had the home inspection. So really, yeah. uh, you know, I don't, we didn't. We didn't save ourselves anything there because, again, home inspectors can't look behind walls, right? And they can't move things and they can't tear things out. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, some of the things that we found behind the walls there, uh, you know, when you get into more rural Nova Scotia, <laughs> things are a little bit more like the Wild West when it comes to building and stuff like that. So, yeah, but it all worked out. You know what? My parents are down in Cape Breton and they recently did a kitchen rental on their home, which they didn't build. It was a purchased home. But and you, you do find random things. This wasn't any problem, but they, they're, they're, the kitchen wall, non-insulated wall, like the inside wall of the house, um, there was like beer bottles. Just I, I guess the construction <laughs> workers at the time were renovating the kitchen, just leaving beer bottles leaving in the wall. beer bottles in there? A bunch of empty old beer bottles. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So. <laughs> I found uh, old plank. I was renovating the kitchen in Toronto many, many, many years ago, and I found old uh, playing, call, playing cards, yeah. and I found old newspaper clippings, which I think was actually kind of common uh, in Toronto anyways. Yeah. I don't know about anywhere else that uh, when uh, people were building houses or doing renovations, they would put something in there with the date on it so That's that pretty so you would know when... Uh, the when the last time somebody was you know looking inside that wall yeah so I can't remember when that newspaper clipping was from but probably somewhere in the 60s That's I I, that house I think in my parents case the workers were probably just trying to hide that they had a beer at the yeah end of the right <laughs> yeah. Let's put the gyprock over it. <laughs> <laughs>
whatever works. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for that uh, real estate wow moment. Yeah. yeah. Lesson learned. I'm, I'm guessing right. Yeah. Always, always trust your advisors. Always listen to the advice that your professionals are giving you. I, I, yeah. I, absolutely, and understanding, you know. If you're not going to listen, you you could be you could be taking a big risk. The advice is there for a reason. Yeah. Um. And and you know, understand what it is you don't know, and you're not an expert. I actually thought, you know, I work in the industry. I yep. I get it. But the fact is, I'm not a realtor, though I think I'm pretty handy. I'm not a home inspector. Yep. Those people were there for a reason, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And for my instance, uh, you know, do as I say, not as I do, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for Hot Topic. All right, so uh, on to Hot Topic here, uh, the final segment of the show here. Uh, I'm going to, I'm revisiting the foreign buyer van today because there was some interesting news that came up uh, last week or earlier this week, I should say. I read an article from Global. Uh, Nova Scotia is removing barriers to make it easy for doctors trained in the States to work here in the province. The regulatory college that oversees all the physicians, uh, has said that uh, doctors are no longer required or will be required, sorry, to write a certification exam uh, by the Royal College. Um, Nova Scotia is actually the first province to do this, to make this move. And I think Nova Scotia is also the first province to, there was another thing they did too, where they moved everything over to a digital platform, I think, for administrative purposes and and, uh, and stuff like that. I don't want to get into too much detail, but anyways... I'm getting off topic here. So yeah, Nova Scotia uh, is the first province to make this move in an effort to, of course, address the shortage of physicians and uh, the alien healthcare. In fact, uh, there will be, or there, yeah, there will be an Atlantic registry that will allow doctors to practice and be fully licensed in all four provinces, and it's expected to launch May 1st. So this is great, right? I mean, this is fantastic news. Uh, Where are we going to put them? They can't buy a house. It's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. And they're going to be pushed into the rental market, which is also suffering some huge, there's extremely low vacancy rates in, in Nova Scotia as well. Yeah. You, you know, for, for those listeners who don't know, so if someone is if someone is uh, new to the country, non-permanent resident, it's very, very hard for them to buy a home right now because yep. they're restricted in so many areas where they're just not allowed to. Yeah. So in around HRM, I think that pushes you out to Windsor or maybe around yeah. towards Lunenburg area. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you've got to live outside the city a fair bit because you're not allowed to buy I in don't the even city. know about Lunenburg because that would be close to Bridgewater. Would Brid- is Bridgewater. Well, Bridgewater might not be as well, yeah. Yeah, Bridgewater yeah. might not be as well. Okay, what we're talking about here yeah. is it's uh, based on population, I believe, population density or something like that. Yeah. There, That's there, what we're talking about. Yeah, there, there's like different amalgamation areas. Yeah. Essentially, if it's around a metropolitan area, it's completely off limits. Right, yes. Yeah. That's the best way to look at it for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, and I wonder if Bridgewater's in that. We'll have to look into that. Yeah. But yeah, this is, uh, I think, I mean, this is a great initiative from the province of Nova Scotia to, to do this, to allow this, but the foreign buyer ban prevents them from, so now they're going to sell their houses down in the States and they're going to move up here and then they can't buy a house up here. It will be impossible for them to buy a house. They have to, they either have to wait for the two years and hope that the ban lifts um, or they will start filing for permanent residency right away or they'll have to do that beforehand and yeah. before they even get up here, at which point they can do that. But I think there's also a ceiling to how much they can uh so how much they can how much house they can buy yeah there's there's a, a limit on that so, so so i was talking to a i had lunch with a friend of mine last week who's a doctor at a moncton um he, he doesn't fall in this category but he sees it and there's a couple different things to be fearful about for, for one i think i think it's great we're bringing doctors in because we need doctors and mm-hmm. we need healthcare physicians 
that's that's great news. The problem is when you're trying to incentivize someone to come here, uh, yeah. most of these individuals in the past would buy a home when they come here. They can't now. Yeah. Um, and then when you, and you kind of alluded to this before, but when you put that on the fact that rent's already really expensive, it's expensive for people to buy, yes, but it's expensive to rent. The cost of housing has really gone up and there's not enough out there right now um, to really to really fulfill the amount of people who are looking to rent right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, rents are rents are increasing it's supply and demand besides even new doctors moving in when you think about everyone new to canada moving in now mm-hmm. cannot buy homes in our city centers yep um it means they're all going to be looking for for rental units because yep. there isn't another option no so supply and demand my expectation would be if something's not done to put more housing on the market in some way if this was to stay in place yep. um and it's supposed to be in place for two years um, it's going to drive rent up even higher. Yes, um, I agreed. Which is a scary thing. It is a very scary thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, rent right now, there's in this neighborhood alone, in the Halipad studio for everybody who's listening, which is yeah. on Goddard Street. Um, in this neighborhood alone, I think there's a, a studios, studios, not even one bedroom, studio apartments rent for around $1,500 yeah. a month. So. You know, just imagine that, right? And most people who are coming into the country, coming into the province, they're not moving to the rural areas. Um, They're moving to the cities. Yep. Yeah, because there's more opportunity there. So that's what that's where they're gonna yep. that's where they're gonna start, anyways, right? And, and you know, <laughs> when you look at the growth strategy for Canada in general, it's really centered around getting people outside country to move here and stay here and want to stay here. Mm-hmm. And when you think about from a community base, I, I I would do the same thing if I was moving somewhere. I'd want to move somewhere where there's a community of people right. like like me, yeah, who appreciate you know the same cultural things that I appreciate, and mm-hmm. that's usually in city center. So in, in Nova Scotia, that means Halifax. Yep. Or, or Sydney in some cases, I'm, I'm certain as well. Sure, yep. Um, but, but now, without being able to purchase a home here, yep. all those people are going to be pushed directly towards that rental market. Yep, absolutely. Yep. All those people who were thinking about purchasing a home yep. now cannot pur- that are already here that, yep. can't, that can't purchase a home now for the next two years. They're all going to remain in their rentals or looking for yeah. rentals. And, and, you know, and the other side of this that's not talked about as much, I, I don't think it, it's, it's probably doesn't have the same gravity to it, but, but still to appreciate. So those people who purchased a home before maybe fell in that new to Canada category who purchased a home prior to January one this year, mm-hmm. um, let's say they purchased what was their plan was a starter home. Mm-hmm. They now can't sell their home and buy a new one. No, no, they can't. Yeah, they, so they, they're froze too. Yeah, they're frozen too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. So even, yeah. even, yeah, if you purchased your home before the ban, you still can't sell it and buy it, buy a new one. Yeah, correct. Exactly. Yeah, you, you, you could sell it. You but, could sell it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> that you can't buy one. And, and, yeah. and the other thing too, and, and I know this is a totally different scenario, but even appreciation for you having as you know the right to sell your home to to someone you choose to sell your home to. Mm-hmm that's even removed from you a bit because you might have a potential buyer yep. who would be qualified to buy or have the funds available to buy who, who now is being told, no, you're not allowed. Yeah. All right. It's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of years yeah. uh, with this foreign buyer ban. Uh, we've been in the industry. I mean, we see a lot of issues with it ourselves. Um, it feels more like it's a uh, look at me, look at what I'm doing type, yeah. type of move here by the government and uh, not really getting to the core of the issue, which is primarily the fact that we don't have any inventory. Yeah. And we have a lot of demand and we don't have enough houses to put people in, whether they're renting or they're buying. There's just not enough roofs over pe- to put over people's heads. Yep, Absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, thanks so much, Stephen, for joining me today. 
This was fun. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed this. Yeah, I had a blast. Yeah. Thanks again for listening today. And thanks again for my guest for joining us today. You can follow me on Instagram at Great Scott Real Estate or on Facebook at Adam Scott Hallipad. You can find my website at greatscotthomes.com. Also look for my playlist under Hallipad's YouTube channel. And you can find my podcast wherever you get your podcasts. A big thank you to Karen Counts for audio production. <laughs>